0: to Just Jesus. This is lesson 30. It's going to be a great lesson we're going to have today and before we begin let's pray together and let's ask the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts with this lesson today. Amen. Father in the name of Jesus we just pray as we learn about this lesson number 30 that we would understand how we are in Christ's care you've placed us into his care and that we can be secure and, and feel secure in the fact that we're in Christ's hands. I give you praise and I give you thanks. Amen. Amen. So just this Jesus lesson 30 today. And the lesson is called A Gift from the Father. Say that with me. A Gift from the Father. Remember, you've got your your notes uh, on this YouTube video. If you just click the arrow down below or on the PDF on the WhatsApp, Uh, if you haven't got your notes, that's fine. Just track with me and remember to put five bullet points or up to five bullet points and no more. And also answer the questions at the end. That will really be a big help towards growing in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's begin. Hallelujah. Let's read the introduction together. So, this lesson, lesson 30, a gift from the Father. And it says this When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were placed into Christ's care forever. Let's read that again together. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were placed into Christ's care forever. Now, you know, a lot of the time we, we, we can be worried in our Christianity. We can feel insecure in our Christianity. And maybe you're one of them people that you just feel totally sometimes insecure in your Christianity. And you feel that you're going to lose it or fall away from it. Or, you know, you are have that insecurity. And it causes a lot of strife a lot of wondering, a lot of questioning in your walk with the Lord. But the first thing we've got to realise is that we are a gift from the Father placed into God's and Christ's care. Now, of course, as you go through your Christian walk, there's a lot of talk in the media in Christian circles today about gifts and how important gifts are. And I totally agree that the gifts of the Spirit are so important The gifts that God has given you, the talents that God has given you to use to build up the body of Christ is so important. And he's lacking in the church today and we need to focus on bringing these aspects back into the church, restoring them back into our congregations. But also it stems from one foundation and if we can get the foundation right, then we can get the building right. Let me say that again. If we can get the foundation right, we can get the building right. And the first thing we've got to realise is that we as the church, the born again believer, those who have trusted in Jesus Christ and his blood and his sacrifice and his resurrection for the salvation of our souls, born again believers, the true church, we are actually a gift from the Father to the Son. So let's read the scriptures and let's find out this great truth together. John 6.37, John 6.39, John 17.2 and John 17.21 are our main verses of scripture. So let's read them together and begin to track through together. It says this in John 6.37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me and him that comes to me i will in no wise cast out now a lot of the times when you hear this verse preached we hear the second part of the verse only as the emphasis which is him that comes to me i will in no wise cast out and so we preach that second part as though it's the whole verse in which we say whoever comes to the lord come as you are believe on Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and that is absolutely correct of course but we neglect sometimes the importance of the first verse or the first portion or part of the verse and it says this all that the father gives me shall come to me and so we see here the relationship between the Father and the Son as the emphasis, as the foundation to those who will come and be saved. And that's the point I'm trying to make today because a lot of the time our focus is on the second portion of that verse in terms of how we preach, it, in terms of how we talk about the gifts of God, in terms of how we talk about the salvation uh, and, uh, and graces that God's given us. And it becomes about us rather than the relationship between the father and the son. And the father is given you as a gift. The word given here in the Greek, if you just want to quickly just go to your word study part of the notes, the word given here means to bestow a gift, to give to one's care, entrust and commit. So God the Father has bestowed first and foremost a gift. And that gift is to Christ. Notice what he says. All that the Father giveth, bestows a gift, giveth to me. He's giving a gift to me. He's entrusting a gift to me. He's committing a gift to me. What is he actually entrusting? What is the Father actually entrusting to jesus as a gift he has given me all them that come to me and him that comes to me i will in no wise cast out so this is a person god has given god the father has bestowed and committed a gift to jesus and that is a person a people the born again believer folks Those who would believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and believe on his death and resurrection. All those that are coming to Jesus are a gift from God the Father. So I really want you to be encouraged at this point. Really let it sink into your hearts that you as a born again believer are part of that gift. From God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? You are a gift. You are a gift so many times. We focus on our gifts from God. We we focus on what we want to receive from God when actually it the foundation is the other way around. We have been given as a gift to Christ from the Father. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. Why is that so important? Because of something we've got to understand about this verse the all that the father gives to me notice the word all there all who are entrusted to christ all who are given as a gift to the from the father all are committed into the trust or the interest of jesus christ they committed also this word means to his care and so this is I hate to say it, but I love to say it at the same time. This is eternal security, folks, because we are a gift. Because we are a gift, we're entrusted into Christ's care. Because we're entrusted into Christ's care, Christ is committed and entrusted with you. So when you are a gift to Christ, he's entrusted with your care. He's entrusted in you, folks. Christ is the one who cares for you. Christ is the one who is committed to you. Christ is the one who is entrusted with your care. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, folks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so this is part of the eternal security. It says, All. not just some, not just the great men of God that we look at, not just the ones who write books and are on TV, all the Joe Blogs of this world, the the, the the ordinary Christians of this world, up and down this nation, throughout the whole world, the ordinary Joe Bloggs Christian is in Christ's care as a gift from the Father to Christ. And Christ is looking after his gift. See, the gift from the Father is precious, folks. And every single one of you who's born again are precious because you're a gift to Christ Jesus. And Christ is looking after you. He's into your care. He's caring for you. Praise the Lord and is entrusted with you hallelujah that's why you will make the rapture that's why you will make heaven that's why you will make the millennial reign of kingdom of christ that's why you will be with god forever and ever because you've been entrusted into christ's care praise the lord as a gift so just for a few moments over this week focus not on your gifts Focus not on your callings and your talents. Focus on the fact that you are a gift from God the Father. Let that be a foundation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And start listening to, well, how does that live out? Well, that lives out one eternal security. But it also lives out in the fact that we listen to Christ. We listen to his word because his words are care for us. And so if we go with the instructions of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, our lives in this world being walked out and lived out will be so much more better, won't it? Because we're listening to Christ who cares for us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, notice this word give as well. It's also related to the fact that you know, in, in the temptation of Christ when the devil says, Oh, I will give you all these kingdoms. It says in Matthew, Matthew 4 verse 9, I will give you all these kingdoms if you bow down and worship me. So even Satan was trying to give Christ a gift. Let me say that again. Even Satan was trying to give Christ a gift in Matthew 4, 9. He says, I will give you, it's the same Greek word, I will give you, I will bestow these kingdoms as a gift to you, Christ, if you bow down and worship me. And notice that Jesus rejected Satan's gift but embraced the Father's gift. And so because Christ rejected Satan's gift of natural kingdoms, He embraced the Father's gift of the true kingdom, hallelujah, and its kingdom people, hallelujah, the believer. And so we should rejoice in what Christ has done, hallelujah. We should rejoice that Christ resisted that temptation, praise the Lord. And so the father of lies was trying to give a gift to Christ, but the true heavenly father gave the gift to Christ. And Christ says, because... People are the gift because people are the gift. I will not cast them out as they come to me because they come to me because they are the Father's gift to me and I will care for them. I am entrusted with their care. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this word, I will in no wise cast out, because a lot of Christians feel that insecurity, that word, uh, in no wise cast out, is a word really meaning absolutely denial. It's like the strong and emphatic word, in no way, in no wise, absolutely denying, no, 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 I will not cast that person who comes to me. So if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, come to Jesus, believe in he's the son of God, died and rose again for your sins. Believe on Jesus Christ. He will not cast you out because you're a gift from the father. Amen. Hallelujah. So now let's go on to John six thirty-nine, And we clearly begin to unpack this truth of being a gift from the father. Hallelujah. And this is the Father's will. This is the Father's will, which he has sent me. That all which he has given me, I should lose nothing. I should raise it up on the last day. Hallelujah. Now there's a couple of juicy truths in this verse of scripture. Number one, and this is the will of the Father. Now, there's a lot about the will of God in the church today. Seeking the will of God, desiring the will of God. Is this the will of God for my life? Well, we can clearly see from the scripture what the will of the Father is. If you really want to know what the will of God is for your life, this is it. This is it. This is the written scriptures that describe the will of the Father, the will of God, for your life. And so you don't need. To do endless writing. Of, of, of this that and other you know, To try and figure out. Endless praying. and Endless fasting. To try and find out. The will of God for your life. Here it is written. In black and white. And this is the father's will. Which has sent me. That all which he has given me. That Greek word. Bestow a gift. entrusting to care. He has given me. I shall lose nothing but shall raise it up upon the last day. So here we see again that the Father's will is displayed in the fact, all that the Father has given me, I will lose nothing. See, so that's the Father's will. The Father's will that people believe on Jesus, and those he has given as a gift to Jesus shall come and believe on Jesus. Hallelujah. And that Christ... Will lose none of it. That's the Father's will. And if you're a born again believer, you're actually living in that will. You are a manifestation of that will. You are a consequence, a result, a benefit, whatever you want to call it, of the will of the Father. When you came to Jesus Christ, you became a gift. To christ, you was entrusted into the care of christ you was committed to christ hallelujah by the father hallelujah and that's the will of the father and that the will of the father is that christ loses none of them none of them hallelujah once again eternal security once again because christ has he being entrusted with your care and your salvation is secure because he shall lose none of them hallelujah you want to let's have a look at this word this greek word lose nothing lose nothing let's just go to the word section and it says whom the father has drawn to discipleship if such a one becomes wicked and fails of salvation hallelujah what is it saying here we can all fail we all fail, don't we? We all fail. We're up, we're down. People backslide. And I don't even like using that term. And the church sometimes is all over the place. But the true born again believer. Hallelujah. Who the Father is drawn to Christ. Drawn to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Christ will not lose that one. No matter what, he will not lose that one. If the person is truly born again. And that's the key, being born again, folks. Hallelujah. And that's key. Because we are a gift to Christ, we cannot be lost because we're promised resurrection. And that's the will of the Father. The will of the Father, what did Jesus say? But I should raise it up again on the last day. So resurrection is promised to the true born again believer. Uh, Even our physical... Being our physical body is entrusted to Christ. I'll say that again even our physical being, even our physical body is entrusted to Christ's care. And He says He will raise it up, He will raise you, He will raise me, He will raise us up. On the last day, we will be raised up. Resurrection for the church, resurrection for the tribulation saints, resurrection, for the Old Testament saints. We're all guaranteed resurrection because we have been given as a gift from the Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so resurrection, of our putting on immortality, is something that we shall receive because it's part of the gift of the Father to Christ. Hallelujah. It's part of that entrusted gift care praise the lord okay john 17 verse 2 as thou has given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him what's he saying look he's saying look this is what you want father you have given me a gift Of people who believe on me. And because they're in my care. I will grant them eternal life. That's what it's saying. You have given him. That's Christ. He's speaking concerning himself. Power over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many. As as many as you have given him. So the people have been predestined. They've been given as a gift. By the Father to Christ, they will come. He will nowise cast out. He promises that he will raise them up on the last day, because that's the will of the Father. Praise the Lord concerning this gift. And it says this: He shall give them eternal life. Eternal life is yours because it's you are a gift from the Father. And so the gift is giving, giving to Christ, is. One of eternalness. The gift is eternal. That's why once again, these are scriptures of your eternal security in Christ. If you're a true believer in Jesus. It's eternal, folks. You have eternal life. Not going to have. You have eternal life now. Residing in you absolutely 100 percent it's not something we are going to receive it's something that we have and that's why we will be with the lord forever that's why we will have resurrection bodies it's because we have already received eternal life now and we can live that way we can live with the joy of eternal life and eternal life is what eternal i'll say that again Eternal life is what? It's eternal. And it's God's very life and nature residing in you. 100% praise the Lord. The scriptures say that Christ is our life as a believer. Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful? Amen. And that word eternal there means, if you look at your word section, it means without beginning and end, That which has always been and always will be. God is always, has been and always will be. He's the author, the finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord. And that's why you will make it because his life is in you and his life is eternal. It's his life, but it's been put in you, in your spirit. And so you have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the word life means this, absolute fullness of life, which belongs to God and through him both to the uh, Logos and to Christ in whom the Logos put on human nature. What he's he's saying there is is that Christ who is fully God, fully divine, fully God, life, hallelujah. Jesus says, I'm the way, the, the truth, and the life he is life christ is life he's god life hallelujah he's eternal he's the eternal one praise the lord but this eternal one god actually put on human divine as well as divine nature he had human nature praise the lord so he was fully god and fully man and he did it for us praise the lord isn't that wonderful You know, when you think about what Christ has done for us, he didn't have to do, but he did it for us. Praise the Lord. So we can be partakers of his life in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. John 17, 21. That they all may be one as Thou Father art in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you has sent me and so this scripture sometimes loses its real impact sometimes when we use this scripture for church unity and that might seem strange to some when we use this scripture for church unity we deflect from the fact that we are a gift to Christ from the father and what true unity is let's read it together that they all may be one well we're in one body so that prayer has actually took place and this is where we need to come from when uh, the aspect we need to come from in church unity because when we talk about unity we talk about unity beliefs we talk about unity of acceptance we talk about unity of uh oneness of the way we do things or accepting the way we do things and the worship styles and this style and that style and and that which divides us and and certain aspects of scripture that divide us we try and bring a unity to uh, ourselves but that's not what the bible's talking about here he's talking about people who are born again it says that they all may be one as you father and me are in me and I in you Now, are you in Christ? Yes. So you have unity with the Godhead. You have unity with Christ. You have unity with the Father. You have unity with the Holy Spirit. So if you, as part of the church, are part of Christ, that in Christ, and Christ is in you, it also means that you're one with the body. There's one body. It's the body of Christ, the church. So the church is in unity in Christ. And when we focus our unity in the fact of the gospel, when we focus our unity in Christ, hallelujah, it doesn't matter about our differences so much because we're focused on Christ. Christ in all, Christ through all, hallelujah. Color creeds, all that, ways of doing things, doesn't matter so much as the fundamental truth of believing on jesus christ as the son of god died and rose again you know and we can argue as christians and and even in the early church they was arguing even in the early church they was divided by preachers and this that and the other but the true unity was in christ folks and that's what then we're able to live out in the church but the Bible says very clearly, doesn't it, strive. I think it was Peter who said this, strive to keep the unity of the Spirit. And spiritually, we're already unified. We're not trying to get unity. We're trying to strive to keep the unity, keep focused on the Spirit that has given us unity. Keep focused on Christ in us by His Spirit. Hallelujah. And His finished work. That, the finished work, is what gives us our perspective of unity in the church that we they all may be one father are it, as you are in me and I in you that's the definition of unity the definition is I in you you in me they in us that's the definition of God's version of unity I'll say that again that's the definition of God's version of unity being in and if you're in christ in the body of christ then you are one with the body of christ because you're one in christ hallelujah so the word in is the definition of god's unity and when you see that as a foundational point you can build from that amen hallelujah praise the lord and it says this that he should give sorry And he says this, that the world may believe that you have sent me. So this unity of in, in Christ, and Christ in us, and in the Godhead, this unity of in is a witness to the world. Not our unity of songs, not our unity of this, that, and the other, what we try, and and unity of culture. All that is important, but they are fruits of our unity in Christ that's why we've got to get the right way around but our true unity is in and when we preach the fact that christ is in us when we preach the fact that we're in christ when we preach the fact hallelujah our unity with god the father because of our unity with christ hallelujah died and rose again then the world will believe when we preach the same gospel They will see the unity when we preach the gospel of God. Hallelujah. And unity in God. And no more separation because of what Christ has done. And we can believe and receive it when we preach these gospel truths. They will see a unity around the world of the gospel we preach. Praise the Lord and be saved. Amen. So now let's just turn to the explanation part of the notes. Let's read it together. It's like a summary of what I've shared so far. A Christian is a gift from the Father to Christ. You are a predestined gift. Salvation is a gift from God that you have received when you get saved. You must remember, you haven't just received a gift, we became a gift to Christ. The fact that we are a gift means that we are entrusted into christ's care this again means that the as a believer we are secure in christ because he loses nothing praise god when we as disciples of christ fail and sometimes we do don't we when we fail we are not lost many christians feel the need to keep going to the front of the church to get saved over and over again but this is false because we are not cast out we are kept by christ the three benefits of being a gift to christ from the father are a we are not cast out b we're promised resurrection and c we have eternal life hallelujah praise the lord so you don't need to keep going down to the front all the time i see the christians do this all the time every so often when they feel bad they feel like they've failed hallelujah they they go to the front again and to get saved and say the prayer again and say the prayer of salvation again and say this prayer of salvation again if that's you stop if that's you stop right now Begin to believe what Christ has done. That's what you need. You don't need to say the prayer over and over again. If you're truly born again and you know you're born again and you know you're a child of God, but you may feel like you've failed, the answer is not saying the prayer again. The answer is believing what Jesus Christ has done for you and begin to grow and live that out. It's as simple as that. Praise the Lord. So now let's just go to the other scripture section. And there's a couple of uh, uh, verses of Scripture to look at. So let's just track through them together. John 17, verse 6. John 17, verse 6. It says this. I have manifested your name unto men, which you have gavest me, or given me. That's that same Greek word again. Bestowed a gift. Out of the world... So we are, as the people of God, out of the world system now. Uh, out of the world. Thine they were. You have given them to me, and they have kept your word. Hallelujah. Jesus recognizes here the fact that the Father has given us to Christ. We are that gift. I keep re-emphasizing that because the lesson is a gift from the from the Father. We are a gift. So when you think of your gifts now, just, just focus on the fact that we are a gift first. Get that right. Get that in your thinking. Get that secure. So when you're using the gifts, when you're using the gifts, I've heard prophecies, so, so-called prophecies, Uh, that for instance uh, tell people they can lose their salvation or tell people that this that and the other and really damnatory prophecies well they're using the prophecy wrong because they don't understand first of all that we are a gift from the father to christ because if you believe that you can't prophesy certain things that are not true and whatever, preaching, teaching, whatever the gift may be, the prophetic anointing, the words of knowledge, whatever it may be, gifts of tongues, interpretation, uh, faith, healings, miracles, and as as 19 gifts of the spirit altogether. Whatever gifts and graces you've got in your life, you are to use them from the perspective that first and foremost, I'm a gift to Christ from the Father, and I'm secure and in his care. And that's the way then you'll build up the body with your gifts as well. So you've got to get the foundation on. Jesus states that we are given to him out of the world. So we are, as the true born again believers, out of the world now. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And sometimes we see Christians and you might be one of them that, you know, you kind of love aspects of the world. You love aspects of certain sins or you love aspects of the world. So that is not your world now. I'll say that again. That is not your world. And if you go after the things of the world, even though you go after the things of the world and you love certain things of this present world. It doesn't mean you're of the world because you're out of the world system. And what do I mean by that? It means that if you live in the world according to all the things of the world and you love the sins of the world, as a born-again believer, that will bring conflict in your heart. That will bring conflict in your mind because you're actually spiritually out of the world. And so there will be conflict between the flesh what the flesh is doing, what the flesh is enjoying, but the inside there will be conflict because that you're not your nature anymore. That's not who you are in Christ anymore, and so there will be a battle in your mind. There will be a battle in your heart. There will be a battle of conflict, flesh against, warring against spirit. And so, if you want to live a miserable Christian war, then you, you know, you can carry on doing the things of the world, but one way or another. One way or another, you'll understand that it brings no joy after a season. Simple as that. Because you're no longer of the world system. Jesus recognises that originally we are God the Father's. It says here, I have manifested your name unto them, which though you have given me out of the world, that were thine. In other words, he's saying, Jesus is saying originally, all that was chosen out of the world were yours father and now you've given them to me as a gift and that's quite logical isn't it even when we give gifts on a birthday we buy them we purchase them they are ours and then we hand them over and that's exactly what god the father has done with us hallelujah he has chosen us out of the world he has had us hallelujah and then he has given them as a gift to jesus christ christ has manifested the father's name to us which mean god the father's purpose will and character and that's what the word name is every name represented the will the character the very nature of that person for instance when we we think of the name jesus jesus means to say these people from their sins. That's why he was given that name Jesus, because the name means his character, his nature, his purpose, what he's going to do. And in the same way, Jesus Christ has manifested God the Father's name to us, which is salvation, which is all that he has chosen, saved. Hallelujah. We are a gift. Hallelujah. He's given grace to us, love to us. Purpose to us, he's entrusted us into Christ's care. This is the name of our Father, hallelujah, that's been manifested. Believe on the Son. Hallelujah. Manifestation by teaching and works, ultimately the cross. So when we see the cross of Jesus Christ, when we see the love of God, when we see what Christ did ultimately on the cross. We are seeing the Father's name revealed. We are seeing the Father's nature, the Father's love revealed in his son Jesus as he hung on the cross. And that's what we've got to understand we are not just seeing Jesus' love. We're seeing the Father's love. We're seeing the Holy Spirit's love. The three are one hallelujah and the greatest manifestation of god the father's love god the son's love and god the holy spirit's love the greatest manifestation of their name is the cross of jesus christ that's their love displayed for you and i so never say does god love me i hear christians say this over and over again does god truly love me look to the cross that's his love manifested for you before you was even born praise god john 17 7 says now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you verse 8 for i have given unto them the words which you have given me that they have received them and have known surely that i came out of thee and they have believed that you did send me and see when you see this word word you know a lot of the time when we uh, preachers use see the scripture and it says word they naturally think the bible and they, they 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 think well if you read your bible daily you're keeping his word It doesn't quite work like that because the word that Jesus is speaking about is his word to say, I have come, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise again, uh, believe on me. And the apostles preach Christ, they preach the gospel, saying, Believe on him who has come, died, and rose again. And that's the truth, folks. That's what we abide in. That's what we live in. Hallelujah. Christ's gospel. What he has done, who he is, what he has done, and what he has accomplished by grace for us. And faith, we just believe it and receive it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Father has given disciples and us to Christ Jesus gave us the words that come from the father hallelujah John 17 verse 9 I pray for them I pray not for the world remember we are out of the world so he's not referring to the people of the world he's saying Lord, I pray not for the world but for them which you has given me for they are yours. Hallelujah. So again, he's referring to those born-again believers that will come. He's not praying for the whole world, folks. He's praying for those who have been given to him. It's as simple as that. That will come in uh, in his future, obviously, uh, in what we're experiencing right now across the world, and in the years to come. All will come. Every last one will come because jesus has prayed hallelujah jesus has prayed for them and they will come hallelujah jesus declares he prays those you have given to him notice they have been given notice they've been given that's you and i we have been given and entrusted into his care it's done already it's done already it's absolutely done already. We've been entrusted into Christ's care already. This prayer is answered, praise the Lord, and will keep on being answered. John 17, 11, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. I come and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Hallelujah. So the first reference is obviously to the disciples, but it's all those as well who believe on Christ because of their preaching. And basically, look, he's saying now, even though they're not of the world, even though they have been given to me, they are going to live in this temporal world. And so I'm praying for them that while they're in this temporal world, living a life, that they may be one as we are. They would understand how one They are with me because he's going to die. He's going to rise from the dead. He's going to ascend and be seated in heaven. And so even now we are waiting for the return of Christ. But we are one in Christ, in God. Praise the Lord. That they may be one as we are. That's true unity, isn't it? Hallelujah. That's true unity. And that's why I know here it's not talking of church unity. Because if church unity is something like the Godhead, uh, if church unity is a reflection of the Godhead unity, then we're really in trouble. I'll say that again. If church unity is a reflection of the Godhead unity, then we're really in trouble. Because the Godhead in that unified. That's why it's not talking about the outward unity. It's talking about our oneness in spirit, our oneness in God through Christ Jesus, born again. We're of the same seed, the same nature. We have the same life in us. We have the same Jesus in us. We have the same spirit of God in us. We have the same father in us and we are in them and they are in us. That's true unity. Praise the Lord. It's all been by grace and faith. Grace and faith. Praise the Lord. Those given to Jesus are kept. Hallelujah. They are kept. Hallelujah. Keep them through thine own name. We are a kept people. Being kept is not natural but spiritual. We are one as Jesus and the Father. Hallelujah. So we're kept by God, folks. But it didn't mean they didn't go to the lions. It didn't mean that they didn't suffer persecution. It didn't mean that they weren't killed by the Romans. We've got to get our head around what really being kept is. We are kept until we stand in front of Jesus Christ. And he says, well done, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. We are kept forever and eternity in Christ. Hallelujah, forever and ever and ever and ever. This temporal world is temporary. Jesus is talking about something eternal. Praise the Lord. And now John 17, 22, the final scripture. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. And so again, I've said this many times, there's lots of talk about around the glory of God. People trying to seek the glory of God. People trying to pray down the glory of God. And yet the Bible is very clear in John 17, regarding the believer, the gift that God the Father has given to Christ, the people he has given. It is very clear. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them. It's been given. Say with me, it's already been given. The glory has already been given to me. Hallelujah. And that glory is the very manifest nature of God in you, the very life of God in you. Hallelujah. That they may be one even as I and you are one. See, that's what brings now. We're told that the the. That the oneness is being in God, and God being in us, and in Christ, and Christ being in us. But how is that achieved? It's achieved by being given the glory. And the glory is the nature of God. His very nature, His very life, is in you in Christ. Hallelujah. So as you walk around, you fall of the glory of God. You're full of his presence. You're full of his manifest life. You're full of his nature. Praise the Lord. And that's why you are one with the Godhead and one with the body of Christ. Hallelujah already. Praise God. Because we have been given to Christ, listen to me carefully, because we have been given to Christ, we receive the glory praise the lord the nature and life of god praise god so now let's just turn to the apply section as we're wrapping up today begin to recognize you are a gift from the heavenly father to christ forever and christ will never let you go no matter what and it just reminds me of that verse of scripture when jesus says i'm the good shepherd you're in the palms of my hands the verses before say the devil comes to kill steal and destroy he's a murderer he's a thief etc and so there's a lot of preaching sometimes on what the characteristics of the devil are and he's going to kill christians and he's going to do this and he's going to do that but read the verses below, he's a good shepherd, we're in the palms of his hand. He's a shepherd that is we have been entrusted into his care. To get to you, he's got to get to, through Jesus' hands, the cross, and it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Hallelujah. Begin to recognise you are a gift from the Heavenly Father to Christ forever. Christ will never let you go, no matter what. Praise the Lord. And so there are three questions to wrap up today's lesson with. Question one, how does it make you feel to know that you are a gift to Christ? Question two, what are Christians, why are Christians frightened of being cast out of God's presence? Think about the glory now on that question and three reading the scriptures in john 17 what other benefits benefits of being given what are other benefits to being given to christ i'll read that again reading john 17 what other benefits of being, what are being while the other benefits are being given to christ and so you can probably find some more there hallelujah as you read that beautiful chapter just list them and answer that question so until next time i'm just jesus god bless you